The following is a Breaks Media podcast. You are now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my dad. Welcome to the 94th episode of The Awakened Soul. For any first-time listeners, I'm your host, CEO Hayes, and I want to apologize to the listeners. I'm sorry. I know I missed last week's episode. I had a streak going of 93 straight weeks with an episode released, and I broke it. But with that being said, I only missed it because I had a very important and big business meeting uh, that is going to be great for the future of the Breaks Media, um, as well as this podcast. So, I can't wait to announce that we got some changes coming to the breaks media, some big ones. Um, Dad's talking shit are now part of the breaks media. So uh, check out that podcast. If you haven't already, uh, those brothers from Chicago, they do their thing. Um, it's it's a it's hard to describe the podcast because really it's just about it's just about life and the topics can vary. So it's a it's a very dope podcast. They have a dope dynamic um, as well as I want to take time out in this intro to celebrate the one year anniversary of the team podcast. They had their live show this past weekend. And uh, by the looks of it, it was great. I watched the live stream. Unfortunately, I could not be there, but I'm very proud of them and what they've been able to accomplish in just their first year of podcasting. There's definitely big things ahead ahead for them um, in this industry i guess is what we're calling podcasting now it's definitely industry um and i and i and i my love for them goes uh knows no bounds and that's real talking in a short amount of time they've been a part of the breaks media um just listening to the show listening to the content getting to know them more um they've been on this podcast just an amazing amazing uh group of women who like i said they have bright stuff ahead of them but to get back on track for this week's episode we have aj of what we're going to do in the building. We are actually discussing um, the topic of a few of the Ferguson activists uh, going missing. And we actually spin that into there are actually black activists from all across the country um, who have either been killed or murdered. Um, so great discussion there, as me and AJ always have. Um, we also have the end of mine of Hayes segment where I go over some uh, topics from the week. And we're actually at the very end of the tail end of this show. Um, I actually get into a discussion about the film Us, not a review, just discussing some of the themes of Us and some of my thoughts leaving the movie. Um, I know the, the reaction to it, at least from what I've seen, has been very mixed. And it's one of those movies that are really layered. So I'm going to break down some of those layers. Not a full review. Again, a full review will probably be on the film frequency this week. So definitely check and subscribe to that podcast as well. We reviewed Captain Marvel last week. So that's it. We also have the unpopular opinion, as you know, from the one and only P.Y. Tiana. And the Scoop Grady is back uh, with the petty news as well this week. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to get into our intro music. On the other side of this is going to be the In the Mind of Hayes segment where we step into my dark, twisted, and crazy-ass mind. I will see you guys there. Best part. 
Mays. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's ep- this week's edition of uh, the Mind of Hayes segment, uh, where we talk about some news, just some items going on in the world before we get into our actual discussion topic. For the watchers on YouTube, um, this is part of the Awakened Soul podcast. If you want to catch the full episode, you definitely want to click the link at the bottom of this, but we're going to get right into it. Um, the first topic this week is um I know most of you guys have probably seen at this point the video of a man kicking an elderly lady on a, a subway in New York. And I'm happy to say that Mark Gomez, who was the suspect, was actually found and arrested. And this is one of those moments that it's it it, it shows the positive of everyone having camera phones um and being able to record something like this because it, it's possible that he would have walked away, never got identified. But I do want to talk about the other side of this as well. Uh, and for anyone who hasn't seen the video, I'm actually going to start playing it here at the bottom now. Um, so you guys will be able to see that. But for everyone who was watching this and for no one to try to get in the middle of it, no one to try to stop this. Um, and it, it granted, it did happen pretty quickly. But there is something disturbing about seeing a bunch of people, Owen and Iron, watching this, recording on their phones and no one try to stop it. He kicked this woman multiple times. It wasn't like it was a one time quick thing where no one had a chance to react. And I get it. Some people may have been in shock. I understand that. But at the same time, you would think if you have the mind to pull out your phone and you know, this had to be going on longer than it was even recorded because something had to uh, get people to start pulling out their phones and for this to happen and people to be recording it and just that visual it's disturbing because you want to think if that was your grandmother if that was your mom if that was you um you would want to think that someone would step in and it's surprising and you know you got the reaction videos of this and a lot of people a lot of new yorkers were surprised that it actually happened in new york and it overall it's 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 Good that it was recorded because this man did get apprehended. Um, it looks like he's facing second degree assault charges um, for the attack. So uh, with the evidence, he shouldn't get off um, and he needs to go away. It's just a disgusting, disgusting thing to see and to watch and to just think about if you were in a situation um, like that. So I wanted to talk about that topic. I didn't want to go without addressing that. Like I said, um, let me know what you guys think uh, of the whole, just the aspect. Am I tripping the the thing of uh, me kind of being upset that people just recorded and didn't really try to step in? Maybe that's just me. Um, but we're going to go ahead. We're going to step off this. Like I said, let me know. Um, the Awaken Soul Podcast at gmo.com is where you can uh, email me. You can also follow me personally at CEO Hayes on Twitter. Follow the podcast, The Awaken Soul Pod. But we're going to move on to the next uh, issue. And LeBron James not making the playoffs for the first time in, I believe they said 15 years. Maybe I'm. I'm I'm wrong with with how many years it's been said and you everyone making fun uh, of LeBron, you know, the king. And of course, that brings in the Jordan comparisons. Anyone who knows me has been listening to this podcast for uh, enough time knows that I'm a huge Chicago Bulls fan, born and raised. My dad is from Chicago. Um, but with that being said, LeBron missing the playoffs, it, 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 it matters because, uh, you know, the LeBron fans thought that he was going to be able to push through. And he even said he was going into playoff mode. But we got to. I think we have to really taper our expectations. LeBron is on the downside. He's been injured more this year probably than he has at any point in his career. Um, And him going to L.A. was never a basketball solely move. I think that this year and everything kind of brought this uh, 
all to the forefront for people, for anyone who thought that he was going there for any type of basketball reasons. I mean, yes, it's a younger team. It's L.A., so he has always going to they're always going to be attractive to free agents. But LeBron being the powerhouse that he was in the East, where he can get almost any team, at least to the Eastern Conference Finals, is A, he's in the West now. B, as he's on the downside of his career, how much more can we expect? The Lakers had a bunch of injuries this season as well. I don't think that team ever fully meshed. Um, blaming Luke Walton aside, as some people have done, just looking at the at the at this whole Lakers season. And, I mean, really, when you think about it, the Lakers now have missed the playoffs. They're going to be a lottery team. There's very unlikely that they get Zion Williamson, but just imagine if they are able to luck up. And I believe with the restructuring of the NBA lotteries that now that those top four picks, I believe, are actually all lottery picks. So just imagine if the Lakers are able to get into that. I'm not a LeBron fan by any means. I have loved seeing him anytime he's lost in the playoffs. So um, seeing him not make the playoffs. It does make me smile a bit, but at the same time, unfair criticism to the player. Um, let's just keep all that in mind of really what um, what his whole purpose of going to L.A. was. Uh, again, if they win, they win. Will they be able to attract people in free agency this year? Will they have a top draft pick? There's a lot of questions up to air that could turn around this team in a very quick time, as well as people getting healthy. Another year of meshing together. Um so who knows? Who, who knows to be said? But I definitely wanted to talk about that because that's been a big conversation going on in the culture. So um, but we're going to actually move on. It's March Madness time. And uh, anyone who listens to my other podcast, it's called The Breaks Radio, which is part of the Breaks Media Network, which is this podcast is part of. Um, we're going to actually have a rap group version of uh, March Madness. We're actually going to do brackets of the best hip hop groups of all time. So check that out. That's the breaks radio, which will start this coming up Friday. Um, but nonetheless, with March Madness going on, everyone has their brackets in. We all know about how much money's being made or potentially made. Uh, well, no, it's being made regardless if people win or not, uh, that this generates on betting, uh, for March Madness. Um, which is interesting that a, uh, a congressman, a, a, a U.S. representative, his name is Mark Walker, actually introduced the Student Athlete Equity Act. And um, I think he he actually put this forward a couple of days before the start of the NCAA tournament. And what this is, is this is actually a student athlete act that would uh, change the definition of qualified amateur sports um, in the tax code. So this would allow for collegiate athletes to get compensated and get paid uh, while they do play in the NCAA, which I think would be important. I mean, we've already seen um, the likeness, the the thing of like NCAA video games going away for anyone who's a video gamer going away because of players not getting paid for to use their likenesses. They actually found that they could not pay them for that, which made those games go away. If that if that all go, goes away, now these collegiate athletes can now get paid for that. And just think about all the money that's generated off college sports, especially March Madness, football, the college football playoffs. Um, imagine now if some of that money is able to go back. As it stands right now, the only compensation that students are approved uh, to get paid is their scholarships and the cost of university attendance. They're not really able to get anything other than that. So if they're able to get paid in some way, as the NBA is getting ready to transition into going back to allowing uh, high schoolers to come into uh, straight into the NBA, just imagine what that does for collegiate sports, what that does for the one in, one in, people who do go one and done. It would make the college, in my opinion, it would make the college uh, collegiate sports in, in all the ones, uh, all the sports better 
uh, if these students are able to provide for themselves and possibly their families while also getting an education. I think that's what we need to stay focused on, not just about going going into the NBA, not just about them being prospects. It's really about they have the opportunity. They're getting offered scholarships. Yes, for their ability to play these sports, but if they're able to also focus more on their education, get that education and then go into um into professional if they're prepared for that. We've seen so many people who go pro too soon, too early and end up fizzling out um, and then just go away or have to go overseas and play um, because they're, they're trying to get, get that money as soon as they can. And, you know, as many backgrounds as some of these uh, college athletes come from, it makes sense. And you know me, I've gone on this podcast before and I've, I've gone said stuff as strongly as uh, it it's, it's it's a form of indentured servitude when you think about it, in my opinion. You know, some people say slavery. I think that's a little too hard of harsh of a word. Um, and it, it really diminishes what slavery actually was. But when you think about where these athletes are putting their health, everything on the line um for a sport that they're not really reaping very many of the benefits for. Yes, the education is an absolute benefit. Don't get me wrong. That is, I don't want to take that away. The fact that they're on scholarships to get an education, but let's take away. What about if they weren't on scholarships? What about the walk-ons who end up do becoming big collegiate stars? Yeah, it's more rare, but it is a thing that I think we we should offer that protection to our collegiate athletes. That's my opinion, at least on this subject. Um, We're going to get into the next one. This is actually the last subject for this week's in the minor Hayes segment. And this one is uh, Haley Taylor Schlitz. A 16-year-old, a 16-year-old student. Um, if I can talk correctly, I apologize for the slip of the tongue. Um, graduated from high school at the age of 13, and is now set to attend the Southern Methodist University Dedman School of Law. Accepted into law school at 16 years old, she was actually accepted into nine law schools. Um, so just imagine that uh, she graduated again, like I said, from college at the age of 13. And she's going to graduate this summer with her associates and bachelor's degree. This is, I just wanted to acknowledge it. Her picture being the corner or at the bottom of this screen, just so you can see, um, click the link in the, in the bio if you want to read more about it. But this is just an amazing story. Homeschooled, um, until she was 15 and, or I'm sorry, home, homeschooled, I believe from the age of five, mis, misquoted there. Um, but this is just something to celebrate. Like as much as, our culture is now focusing more on school. And I get the, the question is, is a higher degree needed in certain cases? You absolutely need it for law school to have this a 16 year old prodigy genius, really, uh, to be able to to go into law school, to get accepted into nine law schools at the age of 16. What a bright future this young lady has. So I wanted to take the end part of the segment. I know we started off bad, got sports heavy in the middle, but um, to stay on just the collegiate thing. Haley, Haley Taylor Schlitz, um, just my hats off to you. Hats off from here at the Breaks Media and the Awakened Soul for what you were able to accomplish. We'll definitely be checking in um, on, on your progress. I'm sure that they'll, I mean, at this point, what she'll graduate from law school at under 20 years old. Just think about that. A lawyer at under 20. Bright future there. Um, we're going to go ahead for the watchers on YouTube. This is the end of this video. If you want to catch the rest of 
of uh, the podcast, you got to go click that link in the description to download it, where we'll actually be talking about some of the uh, protesters in Ferguson actually mysteriously dying, as well as I'll be giving um, not a full review on the film Us, but I will be talking about some of the themes in Us and how that relates to our society. So uh, this is The Awakened Soul. We're going to go ahead and peace uh, for the YouTube watchers, for the listeners. Uh, I'll be right back after this. Good morning to y'all. Happy Monday to you. How y'all feeling this morning? It's a brand new week, y'all. Let's set it off with an unpopular opinion. So y'all, y'all ever been blessed to be in the presence of a person that hide the nasty ass comments behind? I'm just telling the truth. Yeah, okay, whatever. You know, I'm one of those people that always seem to have an unpopular opinion. And this is why this is my unpopular opinion. Just because some shit is the truth. So you see, don't make it okay for you to just blurt that shit out in every single session. Come on now. Me being the person that always have the comments that seem to go against the grain or may be categorized as a little bit blunt. I feel like I'm the right person to tell y'all this. It's certain things you need to consider before you make nasty ass comments. First and foremost, is it necessary? I mean, whatever it is that you're saying, the truth that you're spilling, is it solving world hunger? You know, is it changing somebody's life for the better? If not, it really doesn't matter whether the shit is the truth or not, honey. You just saying it for dramatic effect with your messy ass. See, this is something that I really need to put out there because I need all y'all, I'm just telling the truth, head ass people to understand. We see you, boo. We already know how you coming. It don't have nothing to do with telling the truth. You just like to say nasty, rude ass shit. Let's keep it a buck. Y'all, I'm known for saying things that may be slightly unconventional. All of my friends and family will tell you right now. If it's something that is unconventional to be said, then I'm probably the person that's going to say it. If there's some truth trapping to be had, I'm probably going to be at the first far in front of that but i always govern myself accordingly most of the time people just say shit to be hateful they say shit to start mess to put everybody in an uproar and if that's your reason for spilling the truth honey well i got news for you you got a bigger problem within yourself because instead of worrying about somebody else's truth you need to dig deep down inside your soul and figure out why it is that you feel like you need to start calamity everywhere you go that you feel like you need to be insulting everywhere you go. Because that's really the bigger problem. See, I don't have no problem with telling the truth. The issue comes in when you spilling the truth for all the wrong reasons in all the wrong settings. See, I personally feel like there's a time and a place for everything. See, we have to keep it a buck and start stopping these people in their tracks. Because we know all they do is come to start mess and stir up shit. Stir the pot. Y'all ever heard that term used? Because that's what those type of people come to do. All too often this happens and people feel like they could just say any old goddamn thing and pull any old comment out their ass because they telling the truth. Yeah, you right. You may be telling the truth. But that's not going to stop that person from knocking that damn truth down your goddamn throat. And we'll see how you like it then. And that's all I have to say about that. This has been Unpopular Opinion with me. P.Y. Tiana, the around the lecture girl, 
Follow at official ATL Girl on all social media outlets and subscribe on YouTube at Around the Lectual Girl. You got unpopular opinions? I want to know like Joe. Send them to aroundthelectualgirl at gmail.com. I'm serving up hot morning tea seven days a week. You need a morning push? You know where to find me. Happy Monday to you. And that was the unpopular opinion from Piwatiana. Um, that was about as real as it gets. Period. Point blank. I don't know what you guys want me to add to it. I got nothing. That was pretty straightforward. If you don't understand what she meant in that, if you don't get that message, then you're just slow. Period. Point blank. There's nothing left to be said about that one. Um, shout out to Piwatiana. Make sure you guys are going and supporting her podcast. The Around the Lectural Girl. Um, it's just it's it's a dope podcast. It's it's kind of it, it's kind of in the same tone as this uh, as her unpopular opinion. She gives it to you straight raw. Um, so the things that she share on there are amazing. So go and support that podcast. Um, that's all I have to say about that. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to transition into the petty news from the week from the one and only Scoop Grady. I will catch you guys after that with the discussion topic for the week with AJ from what we going to do. Yo, what is going on, everybody? We are back with another segment of the Petty News Report. I am Scoop Grady, live and direct, y'all. Oh, man, it's been too long, y'all. We got so much to talk about. Kerry Hilson is back on the scene. Now, it's been 10 years since we heard anything from Kerry Hilson. If you don't know who Kerry Hilson is, which I hope everybody do, she's the lady that made the song Turning Me On and Knock You Down, which was some banging hits at the time. You know, she did songs with Kanye West, along with other people as well. Um, she said in the summer 2019 the wait is over and I gotta be honest I can't wait to hear some music from Carrie Hilson she definitely got a great voice you know what I'm saying she got a nice little flow and everything the only thing that I hope she doesn't do is mess with Beyonce Beyonce fan base is too big out here that's why her career was almost done last time like Carrie leave Beyonce alone and you everything will fall in place now I hope she's um I hope she don't try to make music like it was back in the day I hope she make music with what's going on today a little bit everything these days is a little trash but you know keep hip keep up to date with everything Carrie and I'm just I'm definitely gonna support you next young jock is out here with a new hairdo everybody that's right, Auntie Jock is back. He has a haircut with Tupac in the back of his head. Now, first of all, I will give nothing but credit to the barber who cut his hair and did the Tupac design in his head. Um, the green little, he got braid, he got little braids at the top with a little green circle. Kind of look like the Grinch. But um, Jock, I don't know if you're five or you're 30 something. Like, you, you can't be doing these hairdos, okay? Now, I understand you from Atlanta. It's a fashion thing. I'm understanding slowly, but at the same time, I didn't even know that was Tupac. I thought that was Big Daddy Kane. I'm be honest. But you know what? He had the, he didn't have the ball-headed Tupac, y'all. He had the Tupac from Juice. He had Bishop Tupac on the back of his head. So, that was pretty cool. But, Jock, you know you're going to get talked about. But, you know, at the same time, this is what he's want. This is what he want. He want everybody to clown him. So, you know I'm going to clown him as well as the world. I wouldn't be surprised if he's donkey the other day today. Next, Pharrell Williams was taking a picture modeling with a purse hat on the top of his head. A purse hat. Y'all may let Pharrell get away with this, but damn it, I'm not. Pharrell, why the hell do you have a purse hat on the top of your damn head? I don't understand, y'all. Like, It's like, y'all can let Pharrell get away with this, but y'all not gonna let Jock get away with it. 
Now, y'all got to be on board with all this. For real, look like that one auntie that is so extra when she comes to the family reunions. For real, look like that one lady that comes to church with the biggest hat to cover up everybody's views so they can't see what's in front of them. For real, I'm not understanding. This is ridiculous, bro. Just when I think you can't get worse than the first time. You do. You just, oh, my God. In, my, in words of Stephen A., this is going blasphemous. I guess you really was front. And last but not least, the petty question of the week. And the petty question is, when you pass the police, do you still look in your mirror even though you ain't got no warrants or anything to see if they're going to follow you? That is the question of the week. When you drive past the police and you know you ain't got nothing on your record, do you still look in your mirror just to make sure they're not following you? And that is all we have for the petty news. Once again, I'm School Grady. Thank you all for listening to Awaken Soul. Continue to follow and support. And y'all be cool. All right, people. We have... I want to say special guest, A, because it hasn't been, it's, well, it has been a while since you've been here, but you're even more special at the fact that you had to step away for a little while like Jordan. You came back wearing a four or five. Mr. AJ from What We Gonna Do is in the building. What's going on, brother? What's up? So, <laughs> I wouldn't expect that, but you know, it make a lot of sense. You know what I mean? I, I, I won't compare myself to Jordan, but I like the comparison. Let's just say that. <laughs> Fair <laughs> um, enough, bro. So, I mean, I man. What's been going on, man? So you, so like I said, you stepped away for a little while. You recently came back, and it's so funny because I was le- legit. I woke up to go do my morning jog. I woke up at like six in the morning, and I always I listen to podcasts when I jog. Like I don't listen to music. I listen to podcasts. Um, and the first thing on my list because I'm still subscribed was what we gonna do. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, did this man drop another episode? Bro, I, I was ha- I was happy to see these shoes back, man. We've had conversations um, after you left, like kind of off to the side, not in public. Um, so what 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 went into the decision to come back to podcast? Well, first let let me say this, man. I, I you know I'm appreciative just to be you know be on the show, man. I always feel like it's not it's not anything about me as a as a person or as a guest. You know, I'm I'm more appreciative of the of the host that even allows me to occupy the same you know I guess uh, airwaves as them or whatever. So let me let me say that first. I appreciate you even having me on, man. Um, me coming back was pretty much months and months and months of y'all talking shit and like trying to get me to come back. You, Ralph, uh, Kale, people offline, everybody. I'm still getting you know new followers and different things, and I'm, I'm you know I'm, I'm reading different things as far as articles and I'm watching all these different celebrities, and I was like, okay. Let me finally sit down and do something. Let me see if I can even record it. It's oftentimes that I stepped up to the mic and I, there was nothing coming out. You know what I mean? It was just like silence or whatever. And I'm like, all right, my wife left. I told her I'm going to record. I went and freestyled. And, and that's the episode, you know, that, that everybody got. You know what I mean? So that's kind of like the, the the reintroduction. But it took a long time for me to even get over that hurdle to even get to a mic and then for me to actually sit there and, and actually record something. Yeah, I, I, I mean, sometimes, sometimes you need that break to step away and refresh your mind, man. Especially with like, at the time that you left, you were covering some heavy shit. Like I referenced your uh, episode Wesley Bell one, and at the time you had to do your research because not many people were talking about Wesley Bell at all. And then um, I came in, did some follow up on my episode um, once he started implementing his stuff. But like I, I. 
I know the research that you had to do to that you had to do to to, to cover some of the topics that you cover because we cover a lot of at the time we were covering kind of a lot of the same type of topics. So I know it's not easy as far as just sitting down in the, in the mic and recording. Like some people think you just sit down and 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 just talk your shit, and it's more than that for the type of of content you were covering at the time. And I will say this. Um, and me too. Like sometimes, and that's the, I guess my in the mind of hey segment gets me a, a chance to step away from that and just talk my shit. That's my segment to talk my shit. But honestly, there's times where I'm like, look, I'm doing all this damn research, man, and and let me let me let me just talk some Eminem. Let me just talk talk my shit. Um, and I think it's important to balance it. So, I, bro, I feel you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, it would be. Uh, I mean, for for us, and I mean, even for some other people, it would be easy to talk about the stuff that everybody is talking about. That the stuff that that's common to us, the stuff that. But again, some of the stuff that that may be more so unfamiliar, that's that's a little bit uncomfortable, that you do have to research, but it may be more uh, enlightening. Is you know obviously I mean that's that's the content I'm, I'm I'm drawn towards and even when it comes to you know my recording man a lot of it does you know come from a, a genuine place like a real place like a heart you know what I mean and I won't say that I'm one of them people like rappers my wife she talked about me she was like she felt like I am one of them people that that got to go live life like J Cole and these different rappers and then come back and put something down. I don't necessarily agree with that, but it does make sense because in those times when I do step away, obviously I'm still getting ideas. I still want to get back in the game. I'm still jotting stuff down. And, uh, you know, to be able to come back and do it again is a good thing. But uh, it is a lot on you, you know what I mean? Because, like I say, it's, uh, you know, at least for me, it's not the easiest thing in the world. I feel that. I feel that, man. It, it, but it, got, it has to be passion, man. And, and the one thing I will say about your episode the, the new one that just dropped is you can you can feel even though i know you said when me and you were talking that you, you kind of it, it felt a little awkward it felt you know like you were getting back on the bike so to say but you can feel your passion for podcasting coming through in your voice especially when you started talking about the mgk shit that shit cracked me the fuck up um but <laughs> you got to be passionate about this man and uh yeah so I, I just i just definitely wanted to start this off talking about the return for any of my listeners who don't know Go and check out what we're gonna do if you guys haven't checked it out before. Go and check out the older episodes. Um, but yeah, check check out the content, man. But we're here to talk about something. I guess it's a little conspiracy theory esque, not all the way. Um, but this is one that when I read this article that I sent you, it was like, wow, okay, wow. Um, and then the way that 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 the people are dying. So a lot of the Black men in the Ferguson uh, protest at the time are, are popping up, dying mysteriously. There were, what, two found burned alive in their cars. Uh, another one reportedly uh, committed suicide. And another one was found dead uh, uh, doing a drug overdose on a bus. Like, all of those are suspicious um, deaths, especially the, the two found burnt in their car. Not together, by the way, separately. Um, and then I said one other committed suicide. I meant three others com committed suicide. So that is a total of six men in Ferguson protests, very active in that, that have mysteriously died over the last few months, man. What do you think of this initially, AJ? So, <laughs> man, it was so funny when, you know, when you sent me that, man, because it was right on point. And I, you know, and I told my wife, I was like, CJ knows me, like he knows the type of content I like, stuff that I'm interested in and conversations that 
that that are for me. You know what I mean? Um, what I want to ask you first before I answer is, when did you first see that article? Is this something that you revisited or is this something that you saw recently? The first time I that I saw something about men from the Ferguson protests dying had to be a few weeks ago. Um, but I, it wasn't anything that put it all together like this. This one until... Mm-hmm. I think I saw this article two weeks ago or something. I've been sitting on this. I didn't do an episode last week or I would have covered it last week. Um, but I've been sitting on this and I'm just like, I have to talk about this. Because as much as I don't live in St. Louis anymore, that's still my stomping ground. I, my, my heart in a, in a lot of ways is still there, man. So um, I had to talk about this subject. No, that, I mean, that's what's up. And, and I mean, it's 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 relevant. And I mean, I think something like that is always on time, especially as we see the growing conversation about Atlanta Monster and, the, you know, the different black child murders that happened way but you know, back in the late 70s, early 80s. Then obviously you pull it back to today and, you know, you see these missing girls, I think, in whatever, whatever it was, D.C. or whatever, wherever they were. And obviously you hear about these activists that are, you know, mysteriously dying. Uh, you know, in, in Ferguson or whatever, that got these different images of, and I think one of them was nominated for some award, and you know, just different things like that. So I'm gonna say this first. This is my—I don't know if I should call it a disclaimer, but I am not a conspiracy theorist. That's the first thing I want to say. I saw this—I want to say sometime last year. Not this particular article, but this conversation and a different article. Uh, probably sometime last year. And then maybe I saw the same thing that, that you saw earlier this year, but it was in a different context from, from you know, from another source. Um, it's hard for me to say. I have not researched it. So it's kind of like, you know, when you see what happened with, uh, with Sandra Bland and, you know, you see these different things going on. So it's like, is it the KKK? Is it the police? Is it other black people that, that are angry and upset at these different people? And, you know what I mean? Or, or people that, are looking to get something from these people because they feel like, oh, these people got famous, they got money, they got, you know, where were where these planned things? I mean, just like uh, the guy that was found uh, hanging, you know, that they say was a suicide, but it's, you know, uh, you know, I believe his mother believes it was a lynching. And I mean, that I remember that you know, being on the news when it initially happened. So right now, I just don't know, man, but it's hard for me to say that it, you know, just that people are going out and they're plotting against these people. And it's not just them. Uh, I want to say they're also, it's BLM. It's not just Ferguson activists. I want to say there are other instances of BLM, you know, people that have also died. You know what I mean? Um, but man, it's like, yo, and these people is young. They, they live in their lives, but it's like outside of them being activists, we don't know a lot about their real lives, you know? And I feel like everybody, I think everybody or most people will always speak up for their relatives. They're always going to be like, well, little Jojo wasn't, wasn't bad and he ain't never did nothing to nobody. And, but sometimes again, I was, man, I did a lot of stuff. My mama still don't know about to this day. Like that is very there's always true. two halves, <laughs> you know, there's two halves to the coin. So it's hard to say like, okay, although yes, these people were activists. What was the other side of their lives? What, what were they doing? Some of these people were found with gunshot wounds. I mean, we obviously know that drugs is still a, a, a real thing that is still rampant, that, that still hits our community. And it, doesn't matter who it is when it comes to drugs, activists, uh, NBA player, NFL player, CEO, it, it, it's a little bit of everybody. So I'll, uh, you know, I'll kind of break right there. You know, I've, I've talked a little bit, but that's kind of like my initial thought is it, I, I don't automatically look at it as, you know, that, yes, these are intentional and they're it's because they're activists. I just would have to do, a you know, some more research to figure out 
some more information about these people. Well, yeah, and and you know, I'm I'm glad that that you pointed that out because, as you know, in our community and our culture, people will run with things and not, you know. I, we're, we are quick to, def- to defend each other in our culture, but I'm glad that you were able to put um, that perspective on it. Now, the men in this case, um, I believe none of them were aged over 30. So you have uh, Darren Sills, who was 29, DeAndre Johnson, who was 20 at the time of his death, uh, Mashawn McCarroll, 23, Dwayne Jones, 24, and Edward Crawford, 27. These are all young activists. But to piggyback off another thing that you said, there have been other BLM uh activists killed i mean one son was killed recently um and there's another one i can't pronounce his name uh he was shot and killed in new orleans as well so this isn't just in st louis i think the concentration of the ferguson ones so it it, it brought light to it but there's definitely seemingly attacks going on against uh black lives matters movement um, or act black activists in general. Now you do make a great point because as we know in our communities, this is just being real. We got to shine the light in our communities as well. There are things that people do that aren't known, aren't seen. And how many times have we seen someone end up getting shot or killed um, because of something st- as stupid as like an old high school beef? Like th- th- those things do go on, not just in our community and our in our communities. So to say that. It has to be a conspiracy. I never wanted to say that it's necessarily a hundred percent, but I do want to paint it in that light that it's it does yeah. call for some concern that, like I said, that concentration is happening. And in the case of the Ferguson activists, all of these activists have were specifically either in videos or pictures with their faces prominently shown um in 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 during that time. And what was that? Was that 2014? Was that that long ago? Man, that's a good question. I think it was, but um, so that was they all were actually visible. You could see their faces, so that caused yeah. more, you know, reason to question. Now, the St. Louis police have said that they don't see anything linking these murders. As we know, St. Louis police, as I've done a whole episode on, are very corrupt. Um, but there are some things changing in St. Louis. Uh, they've recently changed the child support laws as far as what will get you locked up for child support uh, as well as weed charges. And that is part of the work that Wesley Bell is doing in the, in the city of St. Louis. But again, it, 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 it just causes some, some room for concern. That's all. And, it, and anyone who is an activist out there, I'm sure that it causes concerns for them too. Cause if you're standing on the front line and you're speaking out against things and you see that this is happening, um, like I said, not just in Ferguson across the country that would concern you, would this personally stop you from, from going to any type of, um, rallies or anything if, if you chose to AJ? Of course, uh, man, uh, of course, like even in the article, they talked about that, man, like the, you know, it's like the, the stress of activism, you know what I mean? Especially when your face gets posted somewhere in its video. And obviously this is the internet and let you don't leave that area. It's almost like becoming famous and you don't have any money and you're standing in the same, not to say these people didn't have any money. I don't know whether they did or they didn't, but it's just like me. AJ, I live out here in Texas, and then I just all of a sudden get this notoriety and all of this, and and this stuff affects my family, this affects my friends, this affects my my enemies. You know what I mean? This, this, whoever it, it it could affect, and that and that's a lot. And again, to keep it up, it's one thing to be involved with the movement, and and then it's another thing to you know now you have this expectation. Oh, we saw your face. You're the face. 
we're you man we 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 count on you we rely on you it's like if your family put all that pressure on you and this ain't just your family every time you get on social media every time you wave your flag and say i'm that guy in that video i'm that girl and i did this and i you know what i mean it's just more and again we know if people are on social media just the different effects that that can have because you get all of this positive stuff but then in the article you see that you get these death threats you get these uh, uh, mysterious packages. I think one individual, I think he got like a 12 foot python or something like that. Something, something just ridiculous. Like who even like the, the, the mentality of the people that are out there. So it's not to say that it's not possible that something did occur and these individuals were specifically targeted. Um, it, it's definitely possible. And it would definitely make me nervous to, you know, to put my face out there. And that's something that even I consider just just being here. When I go out and vote and I post a picture and I and I tag Dallas or when I go out and I put my name on a petition, you know what I mean? Or I put my government, I put my legal information out there. It, it's a thought that does cross your mind. But again, it's a different scope from these people that are known and they stay in those cities. They, they decide not to move for whatever reason. They, they decide to keep the mission going, to, to, to keep fighting, whatever the case may be. And then obviously, you know, and unfortunately something happens to, you know, to those individuals, whether they did it to themselves or whether uh, somebody else did it to them. So, um, you know, it's understandable for anybody to be concerned if they're going to be an activist. And I mean, even look at our politicians, uh, what it was recently two men who were given six months of house arrest for sending death threats to Maxine uh, waiters. And so like it, it's and I, I don't want to make it seem like it's just in the black community because politicians have been getting death threats almost since politics yeah. existed. Let's just let's let's be real about that. But yeah. the thing is, nowadays, is that with social media, with the, the access that people have to technology, to find people's address, to send them things. Yep. It's a it's a dangerous time almost to speak out in general for anyone. And this is why people like to to do things anonymously. And we always say, put your face, put your name behind it. But when you have situations like this, it definitely can make people hesitant. Yeah, man. And it could be anybody. I, I, um, I don't remember what episode. I feel like I talked about it. I put an episode out or tweeted it or something. But you really don't know. I mean, again, we, we live in this world. We're connected. We go to stores together. We do this together and we could live completely different lives and be in completely different ways. We could literally walk into a store, cross paths with somebody and they have no understanding of our lives at all. They're so far removed or they only know us from what they saw on, on TV and they, they have an imagination and a, and a thought that's going on in their head, but not the reality of who that person is that, that you literally you brush past in the store every day or whatever. You go back to your side of town, they go back to their side of town. Hell, you guys can live in the same damn neighborhood and still be, you know, still couldn't be further apart as far as, you know, as just living in this world together. So, I mean, you, you, you know, you never, you know, you never really know. Um, and obviously, you know, we do our best. We try to figure things out, but it, it, it's, uh, it's not the same world, you know, we grew up in. I feel like, I didn't feel this way. You know, I mean, I didn't think about it as much. I don't know. You know, it's like a combination. It's like, is it because I'm thinking about it this much or am I thinking about it this much because of social media and because of the news cycle? So if something like this happened back in the day, you would have to read about it in the paper. It probably after a few cycles, it went away. But again, you get memed or you get a tweet that gets 70,000 likes or something like that. It's not just going away overnight or even if your social media page just blows up. It's not just going to go away overnight. 
there are still conversations, you know, obviously, you know, just I don't want to necessarily interject politics, but, you know, obviously individuals are still talking about, you know, former President Barack Obama, you know what I mean, bringing things up. You have uh, King Bob, a.k.a. 45, uh, talking about John McCain, you know, and the man isn't even alive. So to say that these things kind of happen and then over a few cycles, they go away the way that the world is now. It's like today. It's like whether it happened four years ago or have or it happened yesterday. It's like it happened an hour ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. And this, as people, I think we're starting to see it now. Like with James Gunn, with Marvel, like with uh, even like Brother Nature. So as silly as that, like we're living in the age now where almost everything you said can be brought back up later, and it doesn't matter what. Me too. Yeah, me. Yeah, me too. It doesn't matter. what way you said it what you meant what was your intent then where you were in your life but everything is coming up and as like our kids get older almost everything is going to be able to be recalled and we're starting to lose that and i think me that's funny because i think me and you talked about it before but um because back when we were growing up you had regional news so there there was there's a chance that something crazy could have went on for example in alabama me living in st louis someone else living in california may have never heard about it never saw it on the news now that regional stuff is going away. Everything is at your at your disposal, it's at your fingertips. And because of that, we're starting to be more aware of things and people need to use that to protect themselves. Like, for example, us just talking about a Black Lives Matter activist getting killed in New Orleans. We segue from the conversation of the Ferguson protests, people being killed from that. There 15, 20 years ago, those may have never been linked just because of how how separated everything were. Oh, man, yeah, yeah. I mean, man, look, when, even when you, man, look, that's, 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 I'm glad you said that because it goes back to like um, individuals who have been killed at the hands of police. That is not a, yeah. you know, yeah. that, that was not a public conversation. You would have, you know, you would see Sean Bell, I'm a do Diallo. You, you would see, you know, uh, uh, you know, um, dang, I can't think of his name from Fruitvale Station. Uh, uh, oh, what's, what's his name? I can't think of his name right now, but I know everybody, you know, everybody know who I'm talking about. But these individuals would not be connected together. You know what I mean? They, they would be placed in a, in a certain period of time and then they were all lined up and all put together. And then they were all disseminated throughout everywhere, everywhere, which is good. But again, like you said, at the time, it's just like I had never heard of Amadou Diallo. I had never heard of you know, Sean Bell. I had never heard of, you know, these different names. But obviously with the Internet. Everything is everywhere at the same time. There's somebody in Turkey right now listening to this conversation, and they're like, "Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know about that. Oh yeah, I saw that. Saw that come across the news. That's different. It's a whole new world. Whole new world. Let's use it for positivity instead of attacking people on Twitter, like the Beehive. Man, did you? Did you? I know we were talking about some serious stuff, but you, I, as you know, you know I love trolling the Beehive. Did you see <laughs> them go go in on Tia Mowry? Man, uh, yeah, 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 boy. <laughs> All because she said she was charmed, she was attracted to Jay-Z's charm. Nothing even, it was before he was with Beyonce, nothing even, like, graphic, like, her saying she wanted to have yeah, sex with him It was before she was with Corey Hart. Exactly. She said it was before she was even with, you know what and I mean? And so, I, I, like, they went in like, on this woman. It's crazy. Yeah, that, that was like, man, that that was like, it, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, I hate to break this stuff, I know you know what I mean, but it's like, 
whatever. You got you got the Pepsi commercial. You got the stuff that went on with Shea, Shea Moisture. You got the stuff oh. that went on. With, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's whatever. You got all these different things that, that go viral and hypersensitivity and all this other stuff, man. And, and uh, you know, even again, I know you're talking about the, you know, the, the, the beehive well, but I just laugh at stuff. And I'm a Beyonce fan. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm a Beyonce fan or whatever. I, I like her business game. Obviously, she's a woman, mother, you know, the family, the whole, you know, not, the whole nine or whatever. But um, I ain't a part of that community. I don't give a, like, and again, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm a man or whatever. But, yo, that right there was like, you know, people talking about, oh, she shouldn't even talk. Anytime get, Jay-Z gets photographed with somebody. Now, the thing about that, CJ, is that in real life, women do that shit in real life. It ain't just it ain't just on social media or whatever. It's just like women will come up. It, it could be again, you could be doing any something harmless. But if other women know that you and your wife, y'all done had issues or y'all done had extramarital stuff, they act like they the damn police. It's like, yo, y'all need to chill out. Yeah, like y'all need to relax. We good. Like me and mine, we can we can take care of this. I don't need y'all stepping in and commentating and adding y'all 50 cent. So I understand it because obviously they on social media. This is what it is. And, and women do that offline. Like in real life, they be doing that type of stuff because of where they mind go. Just because you see this woman next to this person or talking about that person. Yeah, man. That's it's, it's weird. It, it, and social media can be used for such great things like this conversation, like podcasts and like. But yeah. you know, I mean, I, and I've I've gotten on my high horse about it before, but like it it just when you stop and think about these the things that we have at our fingertips that we all take for granted now, like a whole movement can be started from your basement with with people who don't live anywhere close to you by the power of Facebook and Twitter. But yet here we are, yeah. and you know, I'm and I'm I'm a victim of it too. Here here I am, for example, tweeting out stupid stuff about somebody's food or whatever, like, but. Let's try to use it for something more powerful. I mean, we take stuff for granted. I think when people look back at it, um, we're going to really see that we kind of have wasted tools. But that's just me being on my high horse. I, I can act like an old man sometimes, but that's just where my <laughs> mind goes to, man. It's like, bro, look, I don't know. I'm nervous, man. It's like Black Mirror. It's like, it, I mean, again, you, you know, you hear what your parents said when, when we were kids and grandparents, and then it's like, now we living through it. You know, now we experienced it. We got this president, we experienced, we, we seeing all of this different stuff. And now we sit here, we talking like, like they used to talk about different things or whatever, and, and just where stuff is going. I mean, it's just like when hip hop was really just getting real popular and it's like, oh man, that, that hip hop is just, but this, this is one thing where I feel like it's way different than, than music because obviously you have rock and Role. you know there's there's a there's a a, a a parallel you know what i mean that you can draw with with other you know uh, uh you know musical genres or whatever but this social media i mean it's uncomparable you can't compare it to just uh, uh peer pressure like this is going to be around it's, it's not going to go away like you know people listening to the radio or people have going out and buying cds or people uh, you know, sitting around and and uh, watching everybody's in the house and they're watching Family Matters together. Like this internet stuff, I just try. I'm just like, I don't know what the future is gonna be, and I'm trying to think about that for my daughter because obviously we haven't gotten to the thing that they, you know, with the flying cars and all of this other stuff that that people thought it would be. We got the Google Glass, and you know, you have that, and there are gonna be some new technologies. I think I seen the the Apple table where it's a it's a fully functional. 
a table that's basically a you know a touchscreen table and obviously you're seeing the new technologies with the uh what is it the wallpaper tv that's that's super thin um so i'm just looking at it like yo i, I don't know what the next thing is gonna be like 10 years from now when my daughter is 15 and what is this stuff gonna look like man like is it just gonna literally be like black mirror like everybody's gonna be walking around and you're gonna see a pop-up over their head and you're gonna know how many followers they have on all these different social media sites and that's gonna be your popularity or that's gonna be our uh financial system is gonna be based on our social status on uh youtube this 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 whatever the next thing is or whatever i don't know i'm i'm you know it's like i'm i'm ready but i'm nervous at the same time <laughs> that's fair enough bro Man, well, I'm not gonna keep you much longer, man. I, I you, you know, the you you you're getting me down that rabbit hole. It gets me started because literally talking about social media and like where we're going in the future, and like my thing now is I've really been researching like um, predictive programming and and stuff and like TV that's meant to like condition your mind for something that comes down the road, like all that stuff, bro. I'm I. It's a dark place. I'm letting people know. Anyone who goes down that path knows it's a dark place, and it starts making you not even wanting to watch TV. So let's not go down that path right now, bro. That's a show for another day because Hayes will go down and have people scared. Like people will turn off this podcast literally and and not never turn on Netflix again if I get started with this. I'm still doing research, but Lord knows, bro, it's scary out here. <laughs> now that's what's up. Hey, yeah, I, man, look, I already know. Every matter of fact, every time we have these conversations, you like, yo. We could go on for another, and it's literal. I was thinking about that. I'm, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna let you. But I was like, yo, and it's just you know I've said it on social media before, but I'm just be like me, CJ, my guy, we from Egos and Opinions, and I want to say um, that's pretty much the three. There was one other person I was kind of thinking about, but I think they they didn't kind of retired or whatever. But I'm just like, yo, them three personalities is, is three strong personalities, man. And, and like you said, we if we ever could, you know, I'll get on. It, it could go on and on and on, man. But it's like a normal thing. Like, I don't know. You guys, you guys are like me. Funny enough, we're, we're so different, but we're alike at the same time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and that's the thing with people who who stay aware of things. Um, like I said, I call it the rabbit hole because it's like it, it's a, it, it's one thing you see and you start questioning and then that makes you question another thing. And then that makes you question. And then by the end of it, you, you don't even remember where you started at. You just sitting here with all these questions and you don't trust nothing. Like, I, and that's why it takes me so much research to do some stuff for these episodes. Cause I'm like, all right, well, CNN says this, let me go see what, right. let me go see what MSN NBC says about it. Because you know, each one leaves out certain things. It, it, yeah. It just, it, it goes all over, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's been good. All right, bro, man. Well, tell the people where they can follow you, man, and everything, and then we can go ahead and get out of here. Uh, let me see if I want to do this. You know, I ain't even been giving out no, no <laughs> socials. Uh, but you can find me at, what we gonna do pod um really the best place you can and that's on social media instagram and twitter but the best place is pretty much going out to you know whatever your podcast platform is and finding what we gonna do that's g-o-n-e not what we going to do or what are we going you know what we gonna do that's that's gonna be the best place to find me and you know just hit me up you know but be warned i give everybody pretty much the same warning that i'm blunt I'm honest and I'm direct. So that's that's my fair warning. Well, there you guys go. All right. So that was the end of me and AJ's discussion. We're going to take a brief musical break. On the other side of that, we're going to come back and I'm going to be discussing the themes in the film. Us again, not a review, 
just the themes. If you guys have not already uh, watched the movie, come back to this after you watch it. Um, or it may enhance it. I'm not really spoiling the movie. Um, not per se. I'm talking more so the themes. So if you're extremely worried about spoilers, come back and listen to it after the fact. Um, for those who are going to stick around, we'll catch you guys right after this. All right, so as many and most of you know, horror movies are my favorite genre, um, and I just I just love uh, the genre it, itself. I love like even corny scary movies, so to say. I just love scary movies. Um, now going into seeing us, um, you know, I, I I saw a lot of the split um, feelings on the movie. Some people loved it, some people hated it. Um, it, it was like no in between <laughs> anyone that I had talked to before I saw it, um, just said that they either loved it or hated it. So, um, in watching the movie, I'm already, I, I go in with a critical eye. And so the themes in us, I think are very interesting. My feelings of the movie itself overall, you guys can catch on the film frequency. Um, if you want a full in-depth, uh, detail on that. But what I will say is that a lot of the underlying themes may be missed, and I think that they're important. So um, the us in the movie, and Jordan Peele has even said this, us isn't necessarily us as in people, stands for U.S. Even the uh, the tethered, as they're called in the movie, so the duplicates, refer to themselves as Americans. And I think that goes into telling one of the big themes in this movie. Um, so in it, um, everyone knows who's seen it is the the it kind of ends or a big theme of it is these tethered people holding hands in the um, hands across America is referenced very heavily at the beginning of the movie and throughout. And that whole thing was to bring attention to feed the homeless. And so I think a big theme in this is bringing attention to the tethered, um, the people who had been living below us four years and no one knew it and um they wanted to be acknowledged that they exist and that's even uh referred to by red now a, a deeper theme in that so you get they're all in red a red line through america just take that in um but when you think about the tethered it's really an issue of class kind of when you think about it the tethered are below in poverty uh living off live rabbits um tethered to the people the upper class and what the upper class does is directly affecting them below even unknowingly that's a big theme as well um i think when you when you when you break it down and look at it this way the tethered when you when they were underground there was nothing stopping them from going up the escalator and walking out the door but because of them being in a lower class, it they didn't even think about it. it you, you're kind of brainwashed into this is just your situation. This is this is the way we live. So let that sink in as well. When you're thinking of it of of class, so how many things do the upper class do, do that they take for granted, or they just take as their way of living that is affecting 
the lower class. And in this movie, I really believe that the issue of class um, in this in this country, America, again, they're Americans, is is an overarching theme in this movie. And they're more alike than different. So just just think about that. You you're you're directly a, a direct copy of you as you're living up here in this world is down there below living in pro- poverty. And the theme of this is are they tethered to them? What is a soul? What what makes them different? So they they mention oh they're they're copies but without souls. Are they? And what questions that and this is where we get into the spoiler territory. This is very high high spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen the movie is Lupita Nyong'o's character, Adelaide, I believe is her name, Adeline, I'm forgiving, forgive me if I'm not saying it correctly, and her duplicate, Red, were actually switched as, as children. So think about that. If Red, the one who's evil, the one who could barely speak in this movie, the one that you see uh, with the scissors in, in the promo material, if she was originally born up top, she's not a tethered, but yet once they switch positions... She becomes tethered to Adelaide, who was originally the one without the soul. So she has to copy her movements. So just think about that. Just just think about what that means. So they're down there thinking that they don't have souls, that they're tethered. But just with that switch, that whole dynamic changes. And that may be a flaw of the movie, really, when you think about it, because some of the actions, they're forced to repeat actions that um, the ones up above do, except for when they don't. There's really no explanation to how exactly they're tethered or how strong that bond is. But that issue of classism, that issue of affecting those below you, that issue of wanting to be included, the theme of we're more alike than different. I think those are heavy themes in this movie and ones that make me appreciate the movie. Maybe more so if I didn't understand some of those themes or didn't take that in, maybe I'm reading too much into the movie. Um, I think Jordan Peele is a student of horror. And when you look at the horror genre, the scary movie genre, whatever you want to call it, thriller, um, comedy is a big part of that. And uh, there was a lot of comedy in this movie in moments that maybe it shouldn't have been. If you're looking at it from a real life perspective, Again, I'm getting into the review territory, so let me stop. Let me stop. I'm getting excited talking about it. But those themes that I mentioned before, I think are very heavy in the movie and important. The Hands Across America, like I said, very well referenced. There are so many references to other horror movies and other things in in this movie. But those themes of inclusion, society, upper class, lower class. Uh, just think about that let me know what you guys think about it am i thinking too much about it probably you may think that i don't know uh but it left me a lot to think on a lot to chew on and that's what i do like about movies but that's it that's it for this um us discussion like i said on the themes the full review will be over at the film frequency that's it i'm ceo hey signing off peace Thank mm-hmm. you.